What is up and welcome into the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers. He was all swack. He's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got the NFL draft enthusiast. You can catch all his work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. He's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Gentlemen, what's going on? Ah, man. Uh, For a uh, summer, would you expect things to be slow? A lot starting to happen and starting to heat up a little bit. So (laughs) I'm doing okay. I'm just kind of scratching my head like, man, what is going on here? Yeah, we got a lot, lot to talk about, a lot that, that, that we can discuss. Uh, let's start. Let's let's get this out of the way. Um, uh, last week, the Milwaukee Bucks were crowned NBA champions. Giannis got his ring. As I said, that would would happen, you know, because I am uh, man I am, uh, sports. <laughs> Here we <laughs> go. Here we go. I'm damn near a genius. <laughs> I know all. So uh, congratulations. Shout out to me and, and <laughs> picking the Bucks to win it all. But uh, but no, no, no. Seriously, though, um, man, the Bucks. I, I, I think they're the, the, uh, the most resilient team I've seen in a long time, man. You get them down 2-0 and you say they, they say, you know what? We're not going to worry about it. We're going to go home and we're going to take care of business. And they won four straight against the Suns. Uh, congratulations, as let me be the first to say that because <laughs> you know you, you you were earlier. You're starting to get that uh, nomenclature as being the guy that uh, you know was making bad bets. And, yes, and, I, and, I still am, man. And, and, um, and losing uh, losing uh, sandwiches mm-hmm. to, to your co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, congratulations to you because I mean I you, got you, I got one right. <laughs> yeah, you, hey, it's a big one. You called that yeah. before the playoffs, man. So yeah. you know anything could have happened. You know, that was man. before knowing all the injuries, all right. that you picked them. So yeah, there was there was a little. I, I won't lie, there was a little bit of luck involved there. You know, <laughs> who knew that uh, two thirds mm-hmm. of the Nets would be injured? And, hey, but who knew that Giannis would go down in the conference exactly. finals? That's, so, that's true too. Right. So hey, right. yeah. that could have gone anyway. Exactly. Uh, you know what you said, resilient man, and uh, you that's. I mean, that's as, as appropriate a word and designation for that team as, as, as any. Um, and I'm with you 100% on that. I, Jan, I've been critical of the Bucks, you know, uh, for the past couple of years, not because I don't like them or, you know, just frustrated, really. The criticisms came from frustration because I felt like, man, this team was underachieving. And I blame the coach a lot. I've, I've been on record on our show saying, you know, Budenheiser's not making adjustments and not, uh, enough, quick enough, uh, appropriately enough. Uh, Giannis is not reaching his potential because Budenheiser's not, you know, getting the best from him. You know, they keep doing the same old, same old. And I, I, and I said, I think a few weeks ago, and I realized at where I fault among the many things I'm at fault with. But one of the things I said fault with with the Bucks was that a lot of adjustments they made weren't so much offensively, which we all tend to pay more attention to. They were defensively. Mm-hmm. And to your point is they would get down to nothing and they would make the adjustments. And then those other teams, just like they couldn't do Jack do the squat with them. Yeah. I mean, they were shut, shutting them down and they may not have utilized all the athletes all their offensive prowess to the to the extent that you know I maybe other critics may have thought, but defensively, they their length and their tenacity 
as a big reason why they won. And Giannis, Giannis <laughs> to me, man, dude, that that guy showed me an indomitable will, rare, and and and, and you know, at, at a rarefied air. You know, and I, I said that on purpose because that's almost Jordan like in terms of like I don't care what's going to happen, we are not losing. And that's what came across. We are not losing. And it affected, that affected, excuse me, it infected in a good way. It was infectious for his team because you saw Middleton step his game up. Middleton's like, okay, I got it. Giannis isn't here. We're not losing to Atlanta, <laughs> you know. And, and we saw both he and Holiday really at times take over games, you know. Um, and so a lot of that's credit to Giannis because it's just that it, 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 they can feed off of it. You know, you can see it. And, and the other thing to me, and I, I'll say this uh, last thing is that, I was trying to figure out, like, in my mind, like, what is what is Giannis like? How do I how do I, you know, characterize this guy? How do I encapsulate, you know? And it's probably the worst thing I can think of, but it seemed appropriate to me. He's like a bumblebee, and what do I mean by that? A bumblebee is not supposed to fly. Anatomically speaking, it is not supposed to fly. It is doing something that it shouldn't do, and it doesn't give a damn what anybody thinks. It's gonna be a bumblebee and do, and do what that bumblebee's gonna do. And, and Giannis doesn't give a damn how pretty his game looks. He doesn't. He's been criticized by guys like Harden. Oh, you you know, you're just a bully. Mm-hmm. Or you just come through. You're a bull in the china shop, so on and so forth. Giannis is like, I don't care. We're going to win this game. This is what we're going to do. And my guys are with me, and we're going to win. I'm going to win it in Milwaukee. Everyone's saying he should leave Milwaukee. No. Mm-hmm. He stayed. He, he is he is a bumblebee. He, 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 as a seven-footer, some of the things he does, he shouldn't do. He shouldn't be that athletic to where you get faked one way and come back and make a block on another seven-footer in the air. You know, <laughs> just the things that he he did and how we've seen a guy – in the past, when we saw centers lead teams, it was from the post. Here we saw a seven-footer, and he was the guy. No, make no doubt about it. He, you know, he was the guy. He's, he's, the, he's the primary, you know, superstar on that team. Here's a guy that led his team and led his team in a variety of ways in several capacities, you know, just whether it's defensively and offensively, just it's just phenomenal. I, I, I'm I have a, a, a different I always had a high opinion of him, but I mean, like, wow, it's like, man, mm-hmm. like, OK, like now I'm like, OK, what you going to do next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I feel a lot like that. Uh, I was one. I wasn't one that felt he should have left Milwaukee. I was against a lot of people saying, oh, man, he can't win there. He should leave. My stance was they're losing. He's a big part of why they're losing. Mm. He's not adjusting his game. Mm -hmm. He's trying to just be a bull in a china shop and just run through everybody. He's not making the adjustments for the Mm -hmm. team to win. And that goes to coaching as well. But I put a lot of blame on him. I'm like, it's not the fact that he don't have help. It's his lack of this, 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 and that right. that's causing him not to win. And I remember early on in the show, I want to say it was our preview of the NBA season. And I think all of us were saying how we we root for the Bucks because it's always encouraged that the star should leave. And if he ain't winning where he was at, but like, mm-hmm. To see, for me to have that mindset that they were losing because of him, mm-hmm. and then to see this year they they won because of him, <laughs> it's like man, like he gave us a finals for the ages. He like really did. 
he made the key defensive plays. He made key passes in the right times of games. And what he did in that game, six closeout game, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm watch, I was just literally watching that game and all the whole game. Like, he, can, he, he was a man possessed. He couldn't be denied. Like you say, it was like he was not losing that game. The first, like, three minutes of that game was like some of the worst basketball I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was like both teams were so tight, but then it was like right. he clicked. Like, you know what? Give me the ball, and y'all just follow what I do. And he just couldn't be denied. He couldn't be denied, man. And it was, it was great for the league, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because now you see – a superstar can't stay where he's at and win with a team built around him, man. And, and a lot of people were trying to say, well, that Brooklyn wasn't injured and all this. And I'm one that picked Brooklyn to come out the East, but mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to, that's a part of the game. And, and we were praising Katie for getting them to the game seven and almost winning it. Right. We should. So, Hey, it is what it is. At Milwaukee had to face their own, sense of adversity in the conference finals yeah, right. <laughs> no Giannis in the and and that had everybody feeling like Giannis was this was somebody they could possibly win without because games one and two of the finals everybody was talking about man maybe Giannis shouldn't play because because <laughs> they because they losing you know like dude came first off I didn't but him like we're forgetting that the world thought his yeah, right, career right. was in jeopardy. Right. That indomitable <laughs> will. Yeah, exactly. His career. Just a few games ago. A career. And Not he, the series, but the career. career. And he comes back in the finals. Don't miss a game in the finals. And and just give us epic memories in this finals. I mean, I am very happy for the city of Milwaukee. Yes, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just, hey, just too bad I didn't put any uh, <laughs> any money on this on points bet. I'm, I'm a little yeah. upset with myself just now. Maybe that's bad. the reason it happened. Oh, there you go. <laughs> if I actually placed the bet, you know, they would have been gone in the first round. You know, <laughs> man. Hey, was there ever a better uh, better closeout game than what Giannis did in Game Six? I think, yeah, I think Magic Johnson against the Sixers. The 40, 42 and yeah, and, uh, he had uh, to play center. center. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 but you know, you, you're going way back. <laughs> you know, that's been some time. I think you know you have to have the situation has to has to kind of avail itself. You need mm-hmm. something to make it monumental like that. Um, yeah. Um, and I think, and not so much that you know Phoenix was just a juggernaut or had the cachet that the Sixers did back when the Sixers and the Lakers played. With the aforementioned Magic Johnson closeout game, um, but Chris Paul is a is a is an all time favorite, you know, in terms of you know all time player, you know. Um, I think when you look at it, it's a small market. They're both small market teams, but yeah. Milwaukee's probably even more, even smaller than Phoenix, so it, it's like a lot to riding on. And you're looking at a guy who's a two time MVP, so it's like can he handle the pressure? 
against a guy mm-hmm. who's a veteran who's been there who, who you know this is, might be his best time to win it you know there were certain you know storylines and narratives i think that helped make this one somewhat special and then just Jan is you know just doing it not just offensively but i think defensively and spectacularly so i think those things and, and sometimes we're victims of you know we're prisoners of the moment, the moment so that's a little yeah. bit to do it too but but the magic johnson one, i say magic is probably a little bit more because it's the sixers it's the Lakers and those teams were that were you know were some of the big teams back then the juggernauts mm-hmm. back then and Kareem was a guy that was out and Magic was a rookie you know what I'm saying <laughs> so yeah. and Magic coming off of one of the national championship so how's a guy I mean you talk about living a charmed life <laughs> you know yeah. you you win a national championship and then you go to the Lakers that, that right there you're good you know your, your charmed <laughs> life probably <laughs> probably can't ask for much more and then you win a championship but you win primarily because of what you're doing and you're playing center and you're like a point guard that's just that i say magic's that that's that's something i don't know if that could ever be somebody had to do something very similar for that to happen but i'd say magic probably comes the closest i mean that comes closest but supersedes it for me i I, i'm of course i'm too young for that moment so (laughs) so i can't say that moment for me uh it's it's between two between Jordan's 45 against Utah. Utah series, yeah. Final, final, you know, the last shot. Yeah. And this game, Giannis put on. I was locked in on like what I watched him do in that game was I was just sitting at the TV like wow. And and what's going on. What we haven't mentioned was the fact that he was 17 for 19 from yes, the free throw line. You're right. That was <laughs> dude. That's that I know it's just free throws. It's like, how can no. free throws be an iconic mm-hmm. moment? No, you're I'm right. I'm watching this game and I'm like, yo, is this dude not gonna miss any free throws? Like, wow. Well, it, this it, it, it helps, felt like destiny. It helps when the crowd's not, you know, yeah, that's down, true. Counting that's down true. Numbers. But it just it just Hell, felt man. like it just felt like we were watching when people talk about them zones mm. that you go into as a player, as an athlete. We literally was watching that. That guy was in a zone of the uh, that the all-time great speak of, that the Jordans, that the Kobe's, that the LeBrons, that the Magics, that these guys speak of, that they right. go into this mode where they can't be stopped. And that's what we witnessed. I, Man, I might be prisoner of the moment because it's so now. Right, right. But man, I well, dude, it's up there. I mean, it's actually top five, and we just named <laughs> three, three of the moments. It's not like you know yeah. we're just we, coming out with a whole bunch of moments. So yeah, yeah. Because uh, when you yeah, think I, a lot I, of these closeout games, some of them be lopsided. Like, right. Yeah. So right, you know, I can't think of another. You know, that's why I, I like the magic one, even though I, I can't name it because I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But knowing the context of it, him having to play center because Kareem got hurt, right? Right. Like that in itself makes it big time. It's Jordan, feel bad. That I, game, didn't, I didn't see it either. <laughs> Jordan, they were losing at that moment that he right. stole the ball and hit right. the shot. And then Giannis – just, I mean, it just was a monster performance. Haven't seen a fifty piece since they said what Bob Petty, like, wow, in yeah. a close in a, in a closeout, closeout game, a like, closeout so, game. Yeah. <laughs> like that says it all. 
you know what those free throws you're right and that's that's kind of the other thing too that's what that that will you know it's like it's nothing's gonna stop me and his weakness his kryptonite he overcame his kryptonite at least yeah. you know for that game he did yeah. and it wasn't like he, he went five for seven which we would have been like oh good job mm. it wasn't, <laughs> like he, wasn't like he went seven for ten. Oh man he stepped up Oh, this fool was like he was like though keep filing me 17 for, 17 for 19 i mean you know there are guys who shoot 90 plus percent that they may not do that in that situation you yeah. know what i'm saying so yeah yeah I, I, you're right man i forgot all about that that's what that really makes what he at least personally what he did even much more uh special and just you know and a testament to his 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 mindset you know uh, just phenomenal phenomenal so now who's the best player in the nba well what's the definition of player um you know best competitor best winner best skilled mm-hmm. uh, who, who is know. the fa- who's the face of, of of the league now does that does it does it change <laughs> i i don't know if the that's league a, that's, that's a, a very league. vague question because i even though everyone tries to go here here and there lebron is still the face of the league He's the fading. It's that, like that's what I'm saying. It's like he's the fading face. In what in what context? I, the, I I'm going. I'm going to go ahead and say Giannis is the is the best player in the league right now. Uh, Not skill wise, but right. But I, if you if you look at accomplishments, I, just look at his three year span. He went better, better than well, Durant. Better than Durant? Be- better than AD? I, I, well, I, mean, AD, I, don't, I don't think you can put AD there right now. It's, he's got a championship. He's he can better play than offense AD. and defense. AD's more skilled than him. He's yeah, better he's, than AD. He's, he's, he's got to be around, though. Well, he, I think he's healthier. It ain't even that he got to be around. AD has never experienced the level of success in New Orleans. I'm not even going to talk about L.A. because he's with – LeBron. Arguably the top two player of all time. But in, in New Orleans, he couldn't achieve the level of success Giannis have achieved prior to this championship. Okay. He couldn't achieve that. So he he doesn't count to me. Good point. He is, he's definitely more, it's a lot of guys more skilled than, than Giannis. Like you said, it's gonna be it's it's hard to really gauge him because he doesn't do anything that makes you really say, oh, man. Like, all he really does is just be a freak athlete and just <laughs> impress you in that way. Like, But he doesn't have the greatest handle. He doesn't have a, a jump shot. Like, you know, so oh, skill-wise, okay. I think KD good. I think KD is a good answer because skill-wise plus Two accomplishments – Two two finals MVPs accomplishments can mm-hmm. can help his argument. If, if we were having a league draft right now, who would you pick number one? Man, look at you asking who the would tough I pick number today. one. Yeah, Luka Doncic. Mm. Uh, uh, and I'm not saying he's so. The you're best saying player. he's the best player in the league. <laughs> Yeah, see, <laughs> he, he, you fell for the trap. He got you. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you well, almost did a Charles Barkley with the, uh, the All Star draft. <laughs> <laughs> My first pick, I'm taking Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Oh man. Uh, well, hey, on, on the international stage, Luca definitely went off. So there's that. Um, he did 48, 48 points. 48. For Slovenia. Slovenia. Uh, I, dude, that's a tough question. And, and I'll go back oh, to your earlier man. question. When I mean, you asked who's the face of the league, I don't think the league has uh, a face per se, you know, because uh, 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 going forward, we know it's not going to be LeBron, maybe two more years. But going forward, I mean, if you're talking about statesmen of the league, yes, yeah. LeBron. If you're talking about, you know, that, that in that regard, yeah, but as far as that that face going forward and that you know the NBA is promoting this person as you know like you know like how we saw it be Jordan and then Jordan to you know for a little bit Kobe and with Shaq and then we see you know LeBron. LeBron. I, I don't. I don't. There's so many young talented Zion guys. Is, uh, it seemed no. like they were going to push him. It yeah, seemed but, like it. I don't. Right. I don't know though. But, but well, he's only, he's only in year two though. Year three but, here, coming up. but here's the crazy thing. You know, I'm not going to do a Stephen A. Smith here, but the crazy thing is, is it going to be, it may have to be an international player. Yeah, I was going to say, it, if they're smart, they push Luca. Yeah, I think they, if they probably smart. probably according, will. According to Stephen A., though, you got to be able to speak English, though. <laughs> Right. Luca that's, speaks it, but that's, <laughs> but that's what I'm, I'm saying. It's like with the NBA has the I don't know if the NBA is, was cognizantly reluctant to do this, but it's always been an American player for the most part. As much as they love, and they, I mean, those who love Dirk Nowitzki, you know, how yeah. he was always seen as the international player that mm-hmm. that that made good here in America, you know. But he wasn't the face yeah. of the league. You know, um, it's always I, unless it's not been an American that I can think of. I mean, even Elijah Wan, hey. you know, as dominant as he was, he wasn't the face of the no, league. He was he still in the had, middle, middle of Jordan, right? So, yeah, going, is... but going forward, you you've got the faces of the league. It looked like they're going to be international because Giannis definitely. I mean, here's when you ask me that question, I automatically go, "Okay, who's the face on NBA 2K?" <laughs> you know, who, who's on the cover? You know, and Giannis has already been there, done that. You know, and hey. You know, you just you, look at, Luca's gonna be on there probably yeah. next year. You know, yeah. but I'm just, thinking those are the two guys. But but Trey, you know, uh, Trey hasn't done enough to win enough. Yeah, he too. It's hardly ever been a small guy, right? That that's a good point too. Because if it was, if it was gonna be a small guy, it should have it would be Steph, right? But they Steph, tried it and then it done faded real fast. Yeah, as quick as it came and went. Um, I, you know, Durant is so his he, personality is so he hates the world. That's right. <laughs> right. He's he's such a curmudgeon. He's such a get off my basketball court kind of guy <laughs> that you know it's like if they told me he was the face of the league, he'd be like, Why? You know, he'd be mad. <laughs> he'd be like, no, I, I didn't ask to be face of the league. Who told you I was face of the league? I am not a role model. <laughs> did he did he mad tweet about it on, on another burner account? <laughs> I, that's a great question. And as far as who's the best player, Ooh. you know, or who I'd start, who I pick first. I mean, if I'm picking first, I'm, I'm taking KD. If I'm picking first, um, because it's just he's it's just too hard to stop. He's the um, true unicorn. He, he's just he's just really too hard to stop. And Giannis, I still feel Giannis can be contained. You know, if not stopped, I feel you can still contain Giannis. KD, that's <sighs> true though. You put he put his mind to it. I mean, I, I look at and I know we're about to talk about Team USA. I just think those brothers are tired. They just they they look like they just got finished playing. I was, the I was gonna say, well, the, the face of the league's having some difficulty uh over in Tokyo right now. Yeah. Well, uh, uh if you if you really listen to what 
GM was saying, he actually made it seem like why they having a difficult time. He was saying, if you look around the NBA, the the faces of the league is potential foreigners, international guys. And all I could think about is how I, our Team USA is struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Struggling in international play. Hey, I mean, you look at the last three MVPs in the NBA. Yeah. They're none all are American. None of them are American. And really? not only that, American, they're not even from. Well, what, what country is Jokic from? I know it's Eastern European, but I, I can't remember the country off the top of my head. And he's Slovenian too? I'm not certain. I, like I said, don't get me uh, the line. But I'll check, I'll check for you. It's it's not like you know. I don't know if it was. I don't think he's Yugoslavian. Like when we think he's of Serbian, he's Serbian. He's, okay, so that Serbian, is one of okay. that is one of the. They've been somewhat of a power internationally to some degree. Yeah, so back to Vladi. Right. So so at least at least you know that's that's not a complete shocker that a great player from Serbia is is you know doing well in the NBA. But you're right. The last three are international guys, and you know Luca. And the favorite next year is going to be Luca. Yeah. Like he's going to be the favorite to win it next year. Uh, I think he's young enough, but you know, I think to be the face of the league, you've got to be able to win. And he hasn't gotten to a conference championship yet. So I haven't got out the first round yet. So, right. Yeah. So I'd say right now, Giannis is going to be the face of the league and then the league is going to be happy that you know, a small market team won. Mm-hmm. And then the league is going to be happy that it was a two-time MVP and fall fall, you know, from what we know, Giannis is a quote unquote, good guy. And, all those other things, you know, he seems like he's always doing the right thing and saying the right stuff. So I think the league will feel comfortable putting it into, if it's going to be anyone's international hands, putting it in a guy that's won, that's won. I mean, he's won almost every award, you know, the, the big ones, at least, you know, mm-hmm. finals MVP, he's got a championship and league he's a two time. He's a back to back, back to back MVP. And I mean, defensive player of the year and defensive player of the year. So, yeah, I think, he, I, I think right now he's the face of the league. If he's the best player, it's debatable. I think it depends on your point of view, arguable, but he's in the argument. He's in the discussion. Okay. The answer is KD. But <laughs> 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 let's move on to this Team USA thing. Speaking of speaking of KD, so now speaking of KD, you know, is he gonna get? Is he gonna get them past the first? Are they gonna make it to the metal I round? I don't know if they're gonna make it to the metal round. I mean, I mean, hey, I mean, look, Luca I mean, got should, his team a win. They, they, they should be able to beat a round. Hey, uh, you, <laughs> hey, hey Luca yes. got his team a win. Yeah, you, would, you, you know, think, but I Come mean, on, man, KD. that France game. I mean, man, Evan Fournier. Yeah. I, I, I cut him on NBA 2K. Really, <laughs> hey, man, you heard what Dame Lillard said. Dame probably did. Yeah, he, kept, he brought up These the guys are totally different players. Yeah. They play he said they, they play on the international <laughs> stage. They are much better than they are when they play in the NBA. <laughs> they, they feel more comfortable. Uh, is that what it is? That's, well, that's... well, what it is is <laughs> we don't have a creating point guard. Yes. And we very, don't have a physical big. Yep. Yes, that's everything. That 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 international play, everybody deems it as soft, but it ain't as soft as people no. try to make no. it. No, like them dudes bang, and the rules cater to that. Right, and, we, and you can knock the ball off the rim while it's still on the rim, like people do. <laughs> like all time. like we don't have we we lack create 
creativity on the offensive side. Everyone is a one-on-one player. And then we don't have a big that can be physical. I didn't watch the game, but I was, I heard that Gobert was basically dominating. Well, he's the biggest dude out there. He's just, you know, I mean, we, we, you know, out of bio is like our biggest, Bam's like our biggest guy. He's shorter than KD. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And by big, I mean just in terms of mass and and width. I don't don't just mean height. I'm talking about just, you know. Yeah, I get what you mean. He might not even be the biggest. Draymond might be bigger. Thicker than the lower. He's just shorter. Yeah. 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 What's Draymond? Six, seven? Ish. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to understand why they're not trying to make him play the point. He's he probably the best creator on the team. Yeah. 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 He don't have the handles to get the ball. Yeah. That's the yeah, that's the issue. He uh, creates off the break. Right. He doesn't that, create off the uh like in the half court. That in the high post and stuff like yeah. that. You know, he can he can you know distribute the ball, pass it, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, you're right, dude. I mean, Holiday actually helped them look a little bit better. Like I watched mm-hmm. some of those prelim games. I'm like, man, these dudes need a real point guard. And Holiday, I was like, oh, okay. And it look at one point, I'm like, okay, they they they're getting used to it. They got a hold, they got a seven point lead. Okay, they should win. Oh wow, they're about to <laughs> like, oh my god, like, dude, what a collab. Are you kidding me? Oh my god! Like I, it got to a point to where they were looking at something, you know, something make some kind of call, and they were looking at, you know, this happened or that. But I was like, dude, this game is over. You're taking too long. You lost me. I tried to <laughs> click the channel. This is over. They can't come back from this. I mean, but you, the, the lack of true point guard is is is, is yeah, is, man. It's it's as bad as when when they lost in Seoul and you like, they needed some outside shooting. Like they don't have any outside shooting. They, they, they committed too much. John Thompson's team, they committed too much to inside stuff. They had no, like Hersey Hawkins was like the best outside shooter. And here it's like, you need a true point guard. Like you need Steph on this team. That would help out a lot, you know, or, or, you know, pick any one of our point guards. One of my guys, he was like, if they had LeBron, well, that's clearly obvious, but I'm like, if they just if they had Chris Paul, this team will be unbeatable in my opinion. Just somebody that can run the offense and Trey. create for others. Trey Young, yes. Yeah. Like they don't need like like LeBron. They don't need LeBron. Like no. LeBron, if of course if they had LeBron, we all know what the result would be if he played like he want to play and be the point guard and create. But Trey Young could could lead could be that guy for this team to win gold like why why isn't he on the team man they snubbed question. he was pissed yeah good question he was mad about that he's asking the same question is that's he a, picked that's up a... javel mcgee and some other man. i don't even know who that is <laughs> well they did they did need a big and that's probably oh, uh i'm sorry javel mcgee's the biggest guy now okay yeah they could have asked dwight howard or something at least he gonna Probably foul him up a hard. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I blame AAU culture for this. What? Again? Yeah. yeah. We always blame AAU. I, I just don't like AAU. I'm sorry. Why you blame them for this, though? I think that they that they promote and develop uh, uh, one-man and two-man basketball. Oh, yeah? But isn't that there's the... No, there's, no full, there's no full team play that's being taught up through the college level and then 
you know, you get this on the international stage. So, so, okay, go ahead. On the international stage, you know, they're playing five and five ball. So being devil's advocate, is it just fair to say international basketball is just caught up? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're caught up. There's no, no, yeah, no doubt about that. Sounds to me like as seems that they've surpassed us in their superiority (laughs) in terms of playing skilled basketball the way it's meant to be played it's possible and and that was that was by design though right that was supposed to happen not that they're supposed to pass us no that was never supposed to happen but that that they become better but 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 the game was supposed to become globalized and right we would we we would get to this point i i i I hear what you're saying i I think we shouldn't have got to this point not to where as a to where we look this bad. No, I agree. I mean, there can be times where we're, you know you can't win everything all the time. I mean, even back when we were dominant in, in Russia, although they kind of cheated. I think it was a seventy, was it 76, 72 Olympics? Yeah, the Duck Collins. Uh, right. Um, even with that being said, you know, we we won a lot, and you had some teams that were competitive, and every now and again, and during the Pan Am Games, the team would come up and kind of bite us in the butt a little bit. So that's going to happen, but that's different. Those are like you know anomalies here. This just this is starting to look like it's going to be a trend for American yeah. basketball. I, I think, think that's the scary is. part. It already is. Yeah, because if you count the exhibitions, they've lost what four of the last five, three or five, right? Three or five, five. Yeah. yeah, right. And I, I'm saying trend going forward. Yeah, because, for, because for, I mean, just it just goes back to our last conversation. I, I the I, best, the best players. If okay, if we look at on the NBA team, on on the, on the NBA, on the Team USA, how many are top ten players in the NBA? But that shouldn't have to matter because it's not it, like the, the it shouldn't. But the international and that the international players aren't top one hundred. You're right. In the NBA. You ex- you are exactly right. You're exactly answer, right. But to answer your question, I don't know what maybe three guys are top ten, two guys are top ten. I say two. Uh, Durant obviously, and who Booker and Lillard. Booker. Lillard. Booker be what top fifteen? Top thirty. Top thirty? You think Booker's not top twenty? Top twenty. I, I'm I'm being yeah, you being, being harsh. Being <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, but that that's the thing. It's like you know, if we have to keep getting the top five out of the top fifteen every time to win internationally, I think that says that our game isn't as strong as we nah, think we it don't, is. We don't the have American to do game. That. We 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 just we just didn't or we didn't put this team together correctly. I I'll, I yes, I agree with you there, and I don't completely agree with as blaming AAU. <laughs> no, I'm looking at you. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm looking at the roster. Yeah, you you're exactly right, Smoke. It's Durant and 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 Dane. That's it in the top ten. Right, but we shouldn't have to but how many of those guys that are on that team have played in the NBA finals? Uh Bam has, Booker has, Durant mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. Draymond has, Draymond. Holiday has, Holiday. Middleton. Uh, Middleton, Middleton has, mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay, so that should be enough as far as leaders and enough bat- bat- playoff basketball and you know the best basketball in the world being played experience that they should be able to go in there and compete internationally. And we know a team full of superstars isn't going to always work because who's going to you know let their ego down enough to you know, 
fall in line behind whoever is going to be the alpha alpha of all alphas. You know, we have to get beyond that. But but I think the problem is, and again, as much as you cite AAU basketball, <laughs> you know, part of that, yeah, but I think going, you know, pushing past that into, you know, the NBA, it's like, I think it's a bit of ethnocentrism. Like, you know, we think that our style of basketball is the best and that our style is going to win. And right now it's being proven that that style is not going to work internationally because like Ed said, and you guys have pointed out, they are distributing the ball between the five players, the international team. We're going every two guys, everybody else is standing around. Just like, you know, you saw that even in the finals, you'll see that from time to time. It's like, you know, the mm-hmm. last time I can recall an NBA team, and actually to some degree, the, the goal, this will make Golden State really good, is that a lot of guys touch the ball. People don't realize that as much. A lot of guys were touching the ball. But I'll go back to that Sacramento team that had Chris Weber and, and, and Vladi and uh, Stojanovic and Bibby. Those guys were passing the ball. Like, they – everybody – there was more of a motion offense going around. And I'm looking internationally. Like, when I saw us lose to Nigeria – I'm like, man, the Nigerians are moving. We're just standing like on offense. The Nigerians yeah. are moving. We're just standing still. Mm-hmm. And it's it's everybody's it's, standing out by the three-point line. Right. And it's easier to defend because now our athleticism is being defended man. by us. We're, we're, we're checking our own selves. Please, please, masses, listen to this. <laughs> because I just had this conversation with one of my boys. He posted a, a quote from Gilbert Arena saying the offensive play in the NBA today is is unstoppable. It's never been this good. And he like, and he like, would anybody in their right mind disagree? I say, well, France would because they just beat a team full of NBA players. <laughs> and it's only right. probably three of them on the team. He like, oh, you you might have a point. Like, like, see, a lot of people now really like, especially who are caught up in the now and disagree with those who say the way the game was played in the nineties or the eighties was this and that. They always talk about how these guys are so much more skilled. I completely disagree. What we see now is a lot of athletes that, that are just so superior athletically that not everyone has the greatest skills in the NBA right now. I mean, we're we I'm, everybody has skill. You can't make it to the NBA without skill. But I mean, there are so much athletic freaks where it's like that can if you could just play pretty decent and you're very athletically, I think it helps you. Like, I think the way the game is played today is not very, not very skilled. I'll, I'll, I get what you're saying. And I agree. I think semantically is where I'll disagree. I don't think it's so much. I, I do think the athletes and the basketball players overall, a lot of them in terms of, you know, more than just the, the top echelon, I'm talking like, you know, going down to the, you know, maybe the ninth guy on the bench or whatever i think they are more skilled i think that their skill set has evolved more so but i think their nuance and their understanding and their playing of the game is where that part i think is what is, is not only well, bad well. It's, it's it's regress and so and so what that does is that affects that that, that has an effect on it kind of mitigates the skill level that they have so here's the example i can 
I can be a guy who can pat the ball and I can do all these things and mm-hmm. I can shoot from, you know, the half court line, which guys weren't doing, you know, 20 yeah. years ago. So my skill level has, but my intelligence or my aptitude that is, which is also a skill that part is underdeveloped. And I think what we're seeing hey. is internationally their, their basketball aptitude is what's kicking our ass right now. You know what you just did, Jim? What's that, sir? You just agreed with S. AAU <laughs> is teaching them all this that you just said. Uh, you no, no, because here's the thing. We get to the NBA, because right now, who's in charge of Team USA? It's not the college coaches like it used to be. It's been the professional coaches for a bit. And, and, and what's really crazy is the guy, uh, Popovich, he's won with international players. You know, he, he built like his his dynasty on guys who are not born in America. No, no, but here's the deal: though. He, he's not. They aren't spending that much time with these guys um, to to change an entire basketball philosophy. No, I'm saying the NBA's at fault. I'm saying the NBA's at fault because these are NBA players now. It's not the college kids, and hasn't been the college kids for a long time. And it's the NBA. NBA's been in charge of Team USA. Yeah, coach. You know, Kay was in charge for a, a bit, but, you know, Popovich is taking over for a while. It's the NBA style of basketball, which is what I'm watching and play France. I'm like, dude, y'all got to stop doing this pick and roll because that shit ain't working. Meanwhile, the other team is like, you know, boom, 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 and the passing and then the cutting. And then I'm like, and it's, you know, two points or, you know, they're setting picks and it's three points. It's just they're, they're scoring. Their national teams are scoring from so many different areas on a basketball court and it's not just one guy you know it's like okay all right katie do your thing all right i'm gonna set a pick all right dame do your thing and it's like the the the, the aptitude of passing it, it got so predictable that towards the end i i knew that they were gonna make the guy i can't remember if i don't think it was holiday or maybe zach had the ball and they were they were open for a three more or less but then they wanted to make that extra pass because you know you make the extra pass and the, the frenchman read it a mile away you know, cut into the passing lane, got it, and then they were going down the other thing. It's just like, dude, it's like it's the same passing, it's the same set. It's like, like you said, no creativity. But I think I blame that on the NBA because the NBA is like, okay, I guess you're saying AAU because they let the athletes be athletes. Yeah. Damn it, S, you're right twice today. Yeah. And there I mean, go, and, 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 and that's the truth. Like <laughs> you said, with the right NBA, there, though, boy. just think about how how many point guards that they put on this pedestal in the NBA and they don't really create. Well, for themselves, but not, they don't run. The like, like, like Steph you know, don't, Steph probably career high in assists is what? 12, Seven. Maybe. You don't think it's a 12? Double digits. You don't think he's at, he's at 12? On, I'm talking about average. Oh, average. His, his average. I thought you said career high. His average. No, 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 no. average. Is that, yeah, somewhere between six and eight. Yeah. yeah. You know, like he gets his, but like he doesn't, he he gets his assists off how fast they run their offense. So he wasn't really he wasn't really averages six and a half. So he, like he wasn't really like they get in a half court set. He's the guy running. Well, they run, the right, but they, that's one of the few teams that runs more than just a pick and roll offense, which is no, why no, they were winning championships. It. I right. get it. I'm just saying that's why I'm st- saying he's just not your traditional. No. Get him the ball, and, and and we don't have that really anymore in NBA. Yeah, Chris Paul looking, is probably it. Right. Yeah, most most of your point guards now are looking to score. Uh, yeah, most of the top one, of, most mean, of the top guys. Yeah, 
I, yeah, I, I, I think a lot's asked of them, and they got the ball in it. Yeah, I mean, Hard, Harden can do it, though. I mean, Trey can do it. I mean, these guys can do it. It's just, you know, they become the player on their team, and so all a lot is asked. Just like Derrick Rose. When Derrick first got to the Bulls, he wasn't trying to be the scorer. They said, Derrick, we need you to score. He was like, I'm good with passing the ball because I'm a point guard. I mean, hell, this, we're talking about the young man who was – the top player out of high school who in his championship game scored one bucket at the end of the game. That was the only bucket. Only time he shot the ball and he scored the winning shot. He wasn't trying to score. It was junior year. I'm sorry. Hell, it was his junior year. So he put up numbers. Okay. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know, and they said, you know, we need you to score, you know? So, okay. So then he starts scoring. I I think there are guys that do. I think in the NBA, they're, it's it's a time for the little man. I mean, the big man had his time. Now it's the little man's time. And you know, at some point, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's anything wrong. I'm just saying that's what that's yeah. the when no, you say blame the NBA. But, Team USA is losing to France and to Nigeria right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's an issue. That that is an issue. Because I I don't know anybody on the Nigerian. I'm sure there may be one NBA player, maybe two. Uh, my man, uh, hey, we're, hey, we're paying right, hey, <laughs> Team USA basketball is paying a price for Team USA baseball winning the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> <laughs> no one thought they would win it, and now no one thought Team USA basketball would lose it. <laughs> well, I you know what. I wouldn't say I didn't think that I, – I wasn't convinced that we necessarily would win the goal, especially when I saw the roster. I was like, eh. But like you say, man, losing to France, losing to Australia, losing to Nigeria, yeah. those are some bad losses, man, especially Australia and Nigeria, even if it is exhibition. They're, they're alarming. Yeah. It's because one thing, you play against a guy like Luca, we see how he can – control a game right individually like and then you put him in his element <laughs> internationally yeah. this this uh, they they gonna beat the sleeves off i ran though dude what what that, if that better not even be close if that's a close game <laughs> what if they don't if that's oh. a close game they, they might don't? not meddle well, you know whose fault it is if they don't beat Iran or if it's too close, you know whose fault that is. Hey, you. No, Barack Obama. Oh, shit. <laughs> his, what? His policies in Iran. His That's yeah. <laughs> Barack's fault. <laughs> so they say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start hooping. We're going to beat them Americans in basketball. We're going to get them back. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, luckily, yeah, they got Iran, and then uh, the Czech Republic is in their uh, is in their group. So, is it just a four team group? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So what's going to happen? Top two make is, it out. I think the top two make it out, but 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 no, no, no. no. I think it, it also depends on point differential. Point differential. Yeah, because yeah, everybody. So they basically they have to they got they got to run Iran and, and and the Czech Republic out the gym. That's the other to, thing to too. To make sure they get to the next round. They're not. They're losing and not scoring. That's the other thing too. Yeah, yeah they only scored seventy six points. Yeah, too. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, Luca and them scored one eighteen. One eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> oh, hey, we got the women's team though. Woohoo! Yeah, and a three on three. 
And a three on three. I wonder how that's gonna play out. <laughs> Who knew that was, I didn't I didn't realize three on three was a uh was an Olympic. They sport. just they just put that in. Yeah, Ice Cube. This the first year. Yep. Ice Cube big three. They trying to <laughs> they trying to capitalize who's, off that. Wait, who's on that team? I uh, dude, I I don't know who's on I know the it's a women's team. Right. Hold up. They got uh is it Stephanie Dollison? Former uh, player from UConn. They're not on the, the Olympic team, though. It's 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 that they can't be on both, right? No, no, no. Uh, She's on the three on three. Okay. Oh, here you go. Okay. Here's some here's some names you might remember. Uh Robbie Hummel. Mm-hmm. Uh played at Purdue. Remember him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh Dominique Jones. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Uh Joey King, who played at Minnesota. And Kareem Maddox from Princeton. Stop. What the hell is this? <laughs> Man, they should have just got. Hold on. Is uh, that three all three or is that intramural? That's why did that, <laughs> they should have just asked Joe Johnson's team in the big three to come over? They would have dominated that. What is that? Who is those guys? That's the team. That, that's the oh, U.S. God. team intramural. That's the U.S. intramural basketball three. Kareem Maddox. Didn't he? Let me a. Uh, Man, I don't remember him. He played. He, I think he he had a cup of coffee in the league. I think, bro. That sounds like two different guys. That sounds like Tommy Tommy Maddox and Kareem <laughs> Abdul-Jabbar. It's a combination of, of sports names. I don't oh, know who these cats man. are, man. No, just, I mean, I, I know I sound disrespectful. I, I definitely, they're I there, and Robbie I'm not. Humble. I remember that. I, I do remember Robbie Hubble, but and, and again, you know, they're there. I'm sitting here talking about them and their exploits. I get, yeah. It. yeah. But uh there are hundred times the ball player I, I ever would be. But there's about hundred players in between them and the NBA that you know other star other player. Right. I mean, come on, bro. What's MJ doing right now? He could play on this team. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on, man. They couldn't do better than that. Like nobody they couldn't make it that more appealing. Man. That's how much <sighs> hold on, I want to look at the women's team. Hold on, who's on the Who's on the women's team? Like you, could, you could put Lonzo Ball in that team, and what? I feel better. You could have put Leangelo. You could you could put the Ball family. <laughs> <laughs> you could just put the Ball family, and I'd have felt better. The three and L. Jeez. I know they got Donald Donaldson on the women's team. I think she's still a current WNBA player. Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie Dawson. 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 Yeah, right. Yeah. Play for the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alicia Gray, Kelsey Plum, and Jackie Young, and Kara oh. Lawson is the coach. All right, go Tennessee. Big Kara Lawson fan. Go Tennessee. She's at uh, she's at Duke now, right? She's the head coach at Duke. I believe you're correct. Outstanding basketball analyst, by the way. Well, Duke. Kara Lawson. Come on now, she's, oh, a she's at Duke now. Yeah, she's the head coach at Duke. Yeah, she, she's a volunteer, bro. What'd so you she's expect, the man? coach in the three on three team and. Don Staley's coaching the actual women's team. Yeah. Okay. yeah some some point guards for you. Some, some, yeah. That's very good ones. Some very good ones. Hey, let's move on to college. And uh, the circus that's going on in uh, in college sports. It's been a fun man. So we talked is about it the we transfer talked, portal or is it something else? <laughs> we, 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 we talked about uh, NIL, uh, right. you know, name, Names, image, image and likeness, and, likeness, and uh, the quote unquote student athletes being able to now make money um, off of their 
name, image, and likeness. That's a great thing. Well, so now very American, very American. It looks like uh, some money moves are being made. Oklahoma and Texas are trying to get themselves out of the Big Twelve and into the Southeast Conference. Yes, sir. Which is I uh, personally be careful what you ask for. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Nebraska did yeah. the same thing going to the Big Ten, and they're like irrelevant in football now when they were a national power before. I don't know if you really want that, but there's a lot of money to be made. And um, honestly, could it be the end of uh, the NCAA in uh, Division One? Mm. Those are some big time questions, is mm. those are some big time questions, is um. I, I no, I don't think so. Not yet. Although that wall seems to be crumbling about every five to ten years, um, and the NCAA has has become almost toothless in a lot of respects. Right. Um, but there's still there's still a lot of structure there. There's still a lot, I think, that is in place to for it to be dismantled. Like now, I think there's still too much. There's still some more dismantling that has to happen before that yeah. what you just mentioned uh, occurred, but it looks like it's on its way. Uh, the I think more so what we're probably going to be I don't want to say in danger of, but uh, what would be challenging that even more so is the, is these 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 super conferences that seem to be on the onset, you know, on the mm-hmm. horizon. Uh, we talked about it before when it was a big shakeup, you know, when when schools were left, like when the Utah and Colorado, you know, left and Missouri left and Texas A&M left, you know, and a lot of schools. And then they, the AAC conference was formed and Big East was no longer the Big East. You know, a lot of shakeup happened in that period. I think we're going to see something, something very similar to that. But um, you're going to see probably three conferences with 16 teams, I think, that the potential is there. I mean, already you've got, you know, two that have 14 teams. Um uh, I, I I think the the, the the media question. Yeah, you've got the the pack. I'm sorry, one that has 14 teams. This is the Big Ten. I think the other ones have 12, right? Yeah, the pack pack 12, pack 12, and, the, and AAC. I mean ACC and and the SEC. So right, so the Big Ten. ACC has 14, right? So the ACC has 14. Okay, right. I knew it's. I thought it's, yeah, it's two conferences that have 14. Right. Um. Anywho, I think the more immediate question is what's going to happen to the big 12 as we know it like will it cease to exist oh, the, the big 12 is pretty much done as as, as, as we know it as we know it I, right as we know it but will that conference be completely gone will they completely go to the annals of ncaa history will or will it still survive just in a different capacity having teams not with the cachet of texas and oklahoma but you know maybe they're able to lure other teams in because keep in mind when Texas and Oklahoma leave, which will, and they've recently just said that they're going to stay on until the end of the contract, the, the rights contract with the TV rights, which runs out in 2025. Uh, so they're going to stay unless something else happens where the other teams, the other eight teams decide to do something else differently. But if everything stays put in terms of Oklahoma and Texas leaving in 2025, the other remaining eight teams, they're still considered a Big 12, they're still considered a power conference and a power five conference and so that designation may be enough to lure or entice other teams who want that that standard attached to them to come to the big 12 or to come to what you know 
still call the Big 12, although it would just be eight teams. So maybe they can bring a team like Cincinnati and Memphis over, and maybe they bring a team like Houston, you know, get that market, and maybe they bring BYU and, and get that tradition and, and all the cachet that comes with, from BYU. So now they go from being eight or 10 teams as they are now, going back to being 12 teams. Now, how are they going to be able to compete in – a financial landscape compared to the SEC, their next door neighbor with 16 teams to the no. Pac-12, who now the Pac-12 may try to lure some teams so that they can compete. And, that, and the Big Ten is not going to stand by and let that happen. Now, as it stands right now, a lot of this seems to be not just so much about TV rights. But it also seems to be about power and, and being able to set, you know, the, the, the structure going forward. And like you said, challenge the NCAA as an as a institution that it's been. But as far as money, and that's still a part of it too, because with money and power, those things are usually linked. The Big Ten right now is the money maker. I think it's like 54 million per team, I think, is able to, what they acquire. I think the SEC is second with around 44 million. So Texas and Oklahoma coming over there, that's going to bump that past the Big Ten. And the Big Ten is not going to just sit by idly, let that happen. So they're going to probably try and entice somebody. The ACC is like, oh, look, Notre Dame, for all intents and purposes, you pretty much are an ACC team. You might as well just come on over and commit that, to football. That's going to that's gonna happen. You think There's so? no way in this, yeah, yeah, this landscape they're going to be able to survive as, as, an, as an independent. Yeah. True. Yeah, that contract in NBC at some point is going to run out, and NBC yeah. is probably not going to re-up. <laughs> so, so yeah, Notre Dame's probably going to make that move to you know to 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 survive, so to speak. So, I think we're going to see the super conferences. Um, I think the those teams that I, I mentioned a, a scenario where they can still remain the Big Twelve. I think teams like Oklahoma State. Baylor are looking at themselves saying like, and maybe even Iowa state now, since the football team's been pretty good, the basketball team's always been competitive. Uh, I think Baylor and, and, and Oklahoma state are like, you know what, do we really need this? Or do we need to position ourselves now that they know that, okay, this is what it is until 2025. We've got this year, next year, and the year after to try and figure out where we want to go. I think these teams are going to definitely, if they hadn't already going to start <laughs> really reassessing, you know, their brand and where they can align themselves and align and line their not just align themselves but line their pockets. So you know maybe Baylor and Oklahoma State, you know, and don't stop. I think a lot of times we think in terms of geographics, you know, geographically speaking, where it makes the most sense. I think we need to throw that out the window and start thinking yeah. about you know monetarily what makes the most sense. Yeah, we got to do that. I mean, Chicago State was playing in the damn whack. <laughs> so we- that's true. <laughs> I've never understood that. Of all, of all programs. Of all programs. <laughs> in all places. Right. Like, like, really, how did they afford, you know, all the games out west? What? That, that never never makes sense to me. Anyway, we digress. We probably should not yeah. be talking about Chicago State. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out to anybody again. Shout out yeah. to the Cougars. Right. Well, hey, you know, we, we've seen it work for at least the last you know, seven to ten years with West Virginia. West Virginia going coming yeah. to the Midwest yeah. for the Midwest. It seems like yeah. it's been right. no problem. You know, they haven't done it. They've set the world on fire, but they haven't been steamrolled by being in the Big 12 either. Mm-hmm. Um, so a school like Baylor and Oklahoma State, maybe the Big Ten says, hey, you know, we like the Texas market. Why don't you come on over? You I, know, I have a, I have a yeah, thought. They come. I want to see what you guys think about this. All right. 
I'm talking about major mergers here. And uh, I'm thinking the ACC merging with the SEC and the Big 10 and the Pac-12 merging. And then basically taking the scraps from the Big 12, each each of them. That Big so, Ten, that Big Ten Pac 12 merger will be like the across the whole states. So you so, know, you, so, so you slicing the country on a diagonal in half. Pretty much, like, yes. That, that would, that, that's a civil war. That's, civil that's a, war. Yeah, exactly right. It's the civil the, the civil war realignment. So it won't be the Mason Dixon line, it'll be the NCAA you North know, versus college. North versus South or, or North and West versus the South. Northwest South, versus Southeast. Southeast. Yeah. Southeast. That's well, it. no, 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 because you know, Oklahoma and uh and uh Texas Texas and yeah, that's it. Still South. That's it. Southeast. And Kansas. Yeah, that's, that's so that's, you're saying Kansas is gonna go over to the SEC? Who they, knows? They, yeah, well, we don't we don't know. We have to figure yeah. out they like might said, as well, they will. Probably uh, still dominate the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve, they'll have to figure out where everybody's going. Right, Kansas that'll be a- that'll be it, and then that's their own. the The SEC and the the SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Pac twelve is Division One FBS, and that's it. Yeah, you know what, dude? I, that doesn't even sound that crazy to me now. It really doesn't, That's and it, it sounds more likely than than not likely. And then maybe you do a you 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 have a division with the MAC schools and the AAC schools that are remaining, and you'll, the Sun you'll Belt, say, yeah, and those, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a tier there, right? And then you go into one double A. Well, what is it? FCS and FCS and Division Two and all yeah, that. Man. And may, almost, maybe the maybe the NCAA, you know. Maybe uh, over maybe the and that's it. maybe the two conferences just split those Big Twelve schools. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's what he's saying. But he he basically he's like you know Pac-12, Big Ten because they've always been you know growing up as kids you know with Rose Bowl always connected yeah, that's, those that's two conferences. Play, right, mm-hmm. right. And SEC and ACC is just like you know you basically you have natural you have natural natural, no, natural rivalries there. Yeah. You know, uh, no, no. You're right. SEC was the Sugar Bowl. But it's in Orange Bowl was was the old ACC. Big, yeah. No, no, Orange Bowl. No, ACC was the was the Gator Bowl. The Orange Bowl. Gotcha. No, no, I'm sorry. The Orange Bowl was uh, Big Twelve and ACC, I think. But the Cotton Bowl used to be the traditional one for the for the Southwest Conference. You know, until okay. that until that went defunct. But anyway, you know, I don't want to start showing my old old age here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, as far as natural alignments and, and like you said, you. It, that dude that makes a lot of sense. like you know again i always you know my life revolves around video games apparently but you know that's one of those things you would do on a college football game where you could realign things and i could see a super super two conferences where that's the case man it just i don't know how you cover that i don't know how that's going to affect heisman voting how that's going to affect uh you know national what do you mean? championship how, how, how what do you mean well, a lot of Heisman voting is regionally based upon, you know, who, you know, how, oh, how, live, how, how they're covered and all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. I don't wouldn't even worry about that. Scheduling well, will be weird. Um, well, you do. You, you can do a pod type system and, you know, 
like there, you know, maybe four teams in a pod that you play, you know, every year. Do you do you play out of conference teams? With yeah, your, you with can your schedule being that. Well, that's yeah. your so conference. So your so your pod. Let's say your pod is basically your your division. So you play those teams every year, but then you go. You know, maybe four. Let me make sure I get the word right. Interconference games, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it intra? Intraconference. <laughs> yeah, intraconference. So you know, you split it up. So that uh, yeah, I heard that smoke. <laughs> so you split it up. <laughs> so you split it up, uh, so that you know, you know, every year, you know, you'll you'll be able to to match up teams from the from from the Midwest or play teams out west. Uh, you know, teams from the ACC or play teams from the from the SEC, and uh, and then maybe you have a twenty fourteen playoff. No conference championship game playoff. Man, dude, that's just Oof. no, no, no conference championships. That just seems so anti-college football. Well, we live in <laughs> we live in a different time now. That's clearly what they want. Yeah. Wow. I I, I, I don't know. I I I I just see that happening. Yeah, that's some mad scientist stuff there. And, and, and then <laughs> and then we can we can take all this student athlete talk out the window. And you really start paying guys. Uh, I don't think you have to. I mean, look, I, I I think we make too big a deal about it. You know, student like they they like they want to emphasize more the student than the athlete. I mean, it's both. It's student and athlete. So, you know, that's fine. I mean, you go to college so you can better your position and make money. And if these athletes are going there because, athletically speaking, as students, they can put themselves in a situation to better themselves and they get paid i mean that's fine i mean i, I don't you know i think i think too much was made about it by people who wanted to main and keep all the power so they try to make you feel bad about asking not asking for money but make you feel bad about you saying why am i not making money well you're a student hold on now you, you, you weren't saying that when you came to, you know they want to watch me play and, and spent you know five thousand dollars you know because you had a skybox and you had your corporate people coming there, you were saying, "Hey, let's come watch the students play." <laughs> you were like, "Let's come watch the, the athletes play. Let's come watch the ball players play." Right. So you know, I, I think we put too too much of that 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 onus of you know, oh, you know, you're making money. It's like, no, do stop. You know, like you say, we're living different times now. So they can still be student athletes. Just student athletes to make money. I mean, how many times have you when you were in college, you come across somebody who was a student? And they were maybe a sophomore or junior, but they're like, yeah, man, um, I'm about to leave because I, I was, you know, this company, I know there's one cat I knew, he was like, yeah, he went to Georgetown. And he was like, yeah, man, um, I'm about to leave Georgetown. I'm going to go be looking, working for some company in London, making 80 grand a year. I'm like, dude, what about school? He's like, I'll finish it. <laughs> you know, they'll pay for me to finish <laughs> while I'm there. I'm like, I'm not worried about that right now. Like he's like, he's got a chance to make 80 grand as a sophomore, as a, as a 19, 20 year old. And he's not even finished with school yet. Cause he put himself in a position. So why should we feel any differently about these athletes if they're in school and being able to make money? You know, I, I think, you know, all that stuff in the past about, you know, they're being corrupted by eight. It's like, dude, if they're making money, the corruption aspect, you know, it's them not making money and everyone else making money that's it's making them 
do things that's that, you know, it, right. that, yeah, it's a big right. reason why they are quote unquote doing things they shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing, or that seem dubious. It's like, no, you do. I mean, like the Ohio state team, they're like, look, man, all we did was get tattoos and, and we sold, you know, our rings, whatever we like, we didn't steal anything. Yeah. <laughs> we earned the rings and you want to take our championship and, and punish us because we sold our memorabilia. <laughs> yeah. Really? And, and, and get rid of a hall of fame coach. Right. Really? That that's, 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 that's where they were there at then, you know, but it, it just seems ludicrous now that that's the case. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't think there should be any issue with them making more money or, or making some kind of money. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That just seems, that just seems whack at this point to even, that even be an issue. I, I don't even think most people by people, I mean, students who are at the schools are going to be tripping like they used to. I saw another instance. I saw that uh, that the SEC had talked to Michigan and Ohio State too. <laughs> Thought that, that was interesting. That would be crazy. Now that would be crazy if they left. <laughs> they are, so they gonna get the, that. The, that will end. That will yes. officially end. Oh, that's crazy. Any type of NCAA, <laughs> they'll so, have their own the only own sanction, whatever. If that was to happen. Now, those schools, like I said, the Big Ten is in a situation where they're making the money. So they, they're not really looking. And that's the reason why Texas and Oklahoma, they're not going to the Pac-12. They could easily go to the Pac-12. Hell, the Pac-12 was trying to get them the last time there was a big shakeup. They're trying to get Texas, Oklahoma, and a couple other schools. But Oklahoma, but Texas was able to you know, get that Longhorn Network thing going and, you know, quote, unquote, you know, keep some money and stuff. And so the other schools said, okay, we'll stay since Texas is staying. But now it's like, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, like, yeah, that money over the SEC is looking better and it's some power that comes with that. But I don't think Michigan or Ohio State feel the need. <laughs> and plus, I think there's just too much uh, bourgeois, hey. sedity, condescending, like, hey, we're still the Big Ten, MF. We're still the Big Ten, you know, SEC. Hey, don't, like don't, the, don't feel yourself that way. Million Dollar Man used to say everybody's got a price. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, 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 you got that type of money? Maybe, nah. maybe, maybe they do. Maybe, nah. maybe ESPN got got a deal coming. Because you can't tell me they don't know about it either. Well, I think ESPN is still locked in with their deal until like twenty. Is it twenty thirty two or it's some it's some amount of time? I think it's twenty thirty two to where. ESPN could be like, look, we have our deal. Just because you got more teams and you decide to do that, you, you, don't be asking more money from us. So I you don't think, think that, if they got if they messed around and got Texas, Oklahoma, Michigan, and Ohio State, that they wouldn't up up the ante a little bit. Oh, if you throw in Michigan, and Ohio State, yeah. maybe at, at that point possibly. But I'm saying like right now, as it stands with Texas and Oklahoma coming, I don't think ESPN is necessarily going to up anything because like i said they're still contractually uh that, that contract is still ongoing at this point they're, you know it's that's not it's not near an end anytime soon i think it's up through 2032 if i remember correctly i don't know a lot going on i i just man this whole farce about amateurism and all that I, it's got to go man it's oh it's go. gone it's gone it's clearly gone the, the, the nil it basically was the well, no 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 they're still they well they used nil as a cop out because they knew they knew it was wrong so they're right. letting that go right but technically they're still not paying the student athletes 
Oh wait, I, you got me saying it now. The athletes. <laughs> um. Well, I, I yeah, think, but they don't have to necessarily pay them. They just got to prevent. They, can't, they just got to stop just doing things. Don't prevent, prevent them, from, them from getting money. Right. Because I, th- I think paying them is going to be but, hard but still, to well, do. It's not because they're still making billions of dollars, man. What what the problem isn't so much. It's when you start doing I that. I get that. But. It's it's all the other sports in college and then yeah. Title Nine and. At that point, then yeah. it's, it's, it becomes a like, and then not every school is making the same amount of money. Man, I think you got you. I'm paying. I'm paying you, the point guard, five times what the center is getting. Like, no, no, I'm not. You, I mean, I, it, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying there, but at that point, it's just figuring out what the system is. I think maybe like, maybe it's not maybe it's not a free market that you're you know that that uh that some people are 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 compensated more than others. Maybe it's maybe it's a flat athlete fee. I don't know what that answer. I'm just saying that there there's a way it can be done and all you gotta do is is do it like out. you do scholarships. Well, I'm, yeah. Well I yeah, I think you can say, hey, you know. Now the title nine, the title nine thing is 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 yeah. a definite uh, issue. I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Um, because, of, but smarter people than me should be able to figure that out. Well, another problem too is that not every university has the same amount of of programs, and, and title nine has a little bit to do with that. Uh, but not every school has the same amount of programs, and so if you're at Michigan and you've got say thirty two programs, sixteen men, sixteen women's programs. Uh, athletic programs but then you go to a school that's also you know in the same division but say it's arizona state and they have you know maybe not 32 but they've got 26 the money's going to be different at those two universities and so now the better players are going to go to where the money is and now it's just it, it'll it'll be difficult i think paying them like that because and, and all that, but it's probably going to fluctuate year to year, depending on how much money you bring in, how your conference does, all that. I think that's that's a that's that's a lot to try and figure out. But I think not preventing them from making money is is the best way to do it because that's at least now I'm not inhibiting you from making money. Last thing, I'm, I'm just what if this is just a hypothetical here. What if you only paid the the teams that actually generate a profit? That's not going to work. You're going to start getting lawsuits. Yeah, and then you're going to start. What makes what makes them what makes what they do different from us? They generate a profit. Yeah, but that's because that's the sport people love to watch. They generate a profit. But I'm still I'm still a, I'm still a student athlete. I still got to study, go out there and try to perform and do all this and that. I'm I'm just being I'm just being devil's advocate right now. Yeah, I'm not I mean, saying I mean, you're wrong. I mean, I'm just I, mean. I just. No, I understand like, what these are the things the that's gonna is. come. Like, and I'm and I'm saying the argument well, is well, then you know, market your sports so that you make more money. That your sport makes more money. Title Nine almost kind of cuts that off because it's the, the, a lot of the women's programs don't bring in money. But there was litigation. It was litigation done to try to strike a balance, 
And if we have it to where all of a sudden all these schools are making money and they start paying athletes, the teams, the sport, the teams of sports like golf and tennis and track, the ones that aren't revenue generating, they're going to find a way to litigate. Well, if, if, if $9 billion is coming in at, to the athletic department and we're part of the athletic department, then why are we not seeing some of the money? Blah, blah, blah. They'll find some way to, you'll see a lot of lawsuits is what I'm saying. So I think that's that Pandora's box of paying athletes, the, the institutions paying athletes is more than just can you play this player this amount or that player that amount because one's better than the other. It's, it's more than just that. It's going to be it's going to involve all the other uh, programs within the athletic scope of that institution. So, again, I think this NIL is going to be the thing for a while because now at least they're admitting, okay, we prevented you from making money off yourself. So do the best you can. Go out there and make whatever you can. And we've already seen some kids have gotten, what, million? one kid's got a million dollars or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Alabama's quarterback. Yeah, Alabama's yeah, quarterback. Yeah, they ain't played yet. You know, not yeah. really played, you know. So, so if that's the case, then universities should be like, hey, you know, do you. <laughs> you know, we won't stop you from, from doing you and we'll just, you know, keep making money hand over fist and you get what you can. Hey, real quick before we go, um, Deshaun Watson reports to camp. Will he be a Texan week one? Hell no. No? Well, he may be a Texan, but will he be playing? No. I, I mean, I guess he'll be a Texan unless somebody makes a trade for him, but until his situation gets figured out, legally speaking, I don't know if there's a, a, a NFL team that can explain away to their, you know, paying clientele, their customers. <laughs> the reason why we got a guy with uh, sexual uh, misconduct at, at, on, on a small scale to, to something even worse on a larger scale while we made a trade to get that guy. So I don't know. I think he'll, yes, he'll still be a Texan. I think week one. Yes. But will he be playing? No. And that's the other thing too, is the NFL decided what they're going to do in terms of, you know, the, the, the commissioner's exemption. Is that going to be a case? It's, it's definitely got real quiet. <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, did it just disappear? I heard anything about it. Yeah. Happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is this still going on? Especially when they when they popped up said he'll be reporting at camp. I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> right. Sean Watson is still in the NFL. Like it was, it just it was like it just completely went away. You like, know what so. happened? You know what happened, man? I figured it out. They let Bill Cosby go and they figure, hey, Deshaun Watson. Wow. <laughs> it should be wow. okay. Too, too soon? Too wow. soon? Too soon? Hey, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has made some concessions uh, with the, or excuse me, the Packers have made concessions with Aaron Rodgers. Though he has not, uh, from, from all we know, has not left California yet to report to Packers camp. Will he be there in time? He'll be there. Uh, yeah, I think he'll, he'll be there. I mean, he may miss a good day or he two. Might, yeah, he might miss a day or two, but he'll be there. But uh, it's looking like he's gone after the season, though. That that that, that sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all good. I mean, hey, he could have kept playing golf as far as I'm concerned. Until he goes to the Vikings. Nah. <laughs> just, just, just do what he going to do. And I see done. him going to I, – I, I say he's going to the Broncos. That's that's where all quarterbacks – Hall of Fame quarterbacks go when they want to retire. They go to Denver to win one more championship. 
Uh, he ain't gonna win one. <laughs> hey, no, so, no, he gonna be just like Park. He gonna get right on the cuffs, right on the cuffs, and gonna lose. Gonna he should just like Park. Game. He shouldn't have lost that game. Excuse me, Favre in uh in New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. <laughs> we, we're not even. Hey, there, he but. threw the pick. <laughs> he yeah. sure should have lost yeah. it. Well, AD was fumbling the ball too, so that didn't help. Hey, fellas, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. Thank you, guys. That was uh, some some awesome conversation. Thank you, the listener. Uh, We don't take your listens uh, for granted. You can find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com. There's a link to our podcast as well as the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Griggs and the Father Good podcast hosted by Kenny Stevenson and Marshall Givens. Um, Yeah, thanks again. Smoke. Oh, I said smoke. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's all good. I was, about, I was about to say, whoa, what do I say? <laughs> I was smoking, smoking, like, oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> you tensed up a bit there. GM, please take us out. Hey, man, like we say, we ain't saying we're right. We just know we're not as wrong as Team USA basketball. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Hey.